Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Maybe he's still in got travel you, man. limbo, huh? There you, there you are. Go. Good did. afternoon, Trey. Hi. Okay. I said hey and nobody answered. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good afternoon to you guys. Good evening are, over there. Are you feeling a little bit better today than what you were when I was texting back and forth with you last night? I'm still a little ticked off, I would say. As you, you know, be. it's Yeah, I mean... I know everybody's having a hard time getting work done, and it's it's difficult on everybody finding employees and whatnot. But man, I mean, every single flight that I've had this summer has been either canceled or delayed. Two can two straight out canceled, including this one. And um, I don't know. I don't want to want to. I can feel my blood pressure getting up right now. But I got notified of all three delays, and they failed to notify me of the cancellation. And so I drove up there and went through security. Did all that, and uh, only to find out the flight's just totally been canceled. And uh, so I'm not going to join you guys in Atlanta, unfortunately. But uh, luckily there's a lot of stuff streamed, but it doesn't it doesn't beat being there in person and just getting to talk to everybody, rubbing some shoulders, and, um, you know, just the, the event overall. So I'm a little disappointed, I would say, but uh, I'll get over it. It's any consolation. The SEC Network covers the guys in the big print room. <clears throat> And I was I just watched Mike Leach is the only one I got a chance to watch today. And I did get to see Bob Holt ask a question. So if you've missed that aspect of it, Trey, you'll probably get to see him ask some questions tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well <laughs> I, you can count on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. But unfortunately you can't wax your own and that's I know Sam Pippen there you would like to have done that. Yeah, I mean Let's be honest. It's a it's a kind of a warm up. It's not there's not like a whole lot of hard hitting questions. Everybody's undefeated right now. You know, it's just it's just kind of the the moment where you get your juices flowing a little bit, and um, you know. But like I said, I'll get over it and we'll move on. And I'm interested to see what Sam Pippen says. Luckily, everything you know is is available on SEC Network, or uh, you know that we'd be able to see the electronic media room. They're streaming that, so I can jump on a Zoom and check that out. I'll, I'll miss the. Uh, the individual uh, local media portion right before things get started at 8.30. But um, Pittman, I guess they can start the rotation right at 9.05 alongside Georgia uh, and then go till what is it, noon, I guess, your time, 11, 11.30 uh, Eastern time. So, um, And then they'll be wrapped up and they'll be back here. And I guess probably taking a little bit of time off before everything gets going because it's right around the corner. But Sam Pittman. Should be through by 12.20, and that is okay. Eastern time, Eastern time. And then uh, Jalen Catalan, in fact, uh, K.J. Jefferson and Bumper Pool, they will be through by 11.15. Now, one thing they are doing differently, Trey, that um, I think they started doing a little bit of this in the main media room several years ago but they have those little areas where uh the players are spread out in three different locations 
in the media room. So it, it's it's a cluster interview, meaning yeah. you're not getting one-on-one time uh, with any of the of the athletes unless uh, you did that beforehand. Maybe you get a chance afterwards, and with the athletes, certainly they're going to have some time because Coach Pittman is still going to be involved with his responsibilities till almost 12:30. Yeah. So they will have just about an hour if uh, they meaning Kyle wants to take those guys around to the different media here on Radio Row. Um, but um, Hey, and you got a row this year, an elevated yeah. row, right? Yeah, we were talking with um, uh, Herb Vincent of the SEC office, and he, he talked about you know how they laid this out. And uh, he didn't realize, um, in our case, we have our back to the main media area. And then there is this big video board behind us that, I mean, if we want to lay on our belly to see what's going on down in the main media room, we could. But otherwise, you know, we don't even know what's going on behind us. But then there is another wall, uh, if you will, going down, in this case, would be to the right of us. I mean, it, it is a 50-plus yard field uh, in which mm-hmm. the main media is set up upon. And uh, come to find out, the kids and adults likewise, when obviously the table's not set up in there, if you want to come in and kick field goals, you can uh, inside the uh, College Football Hall of Fame because there's an actual go post. And um, Randy, does it does it seem like there are fewer people in that main media room than in yes. years past? Yes. Okay, watching it on TV, I it feels like it's half empty, and that's yes. never been the case. Yes. And um, I wonder if everybody ran into travel issues. Like I, I don't know because the the even today, the closest that it's been any time so far, obviously, to anywhere near capacity was this morning with Nick Saban. He's mm-hmm. always the rock stars. Always got you know crowds that. I mean, they go from one room to the other. If he, go, if he goes from here to the electronic media room, there will be a trail following him, which I don't know why because he's probably going to say the same thing in one room as he says in the other room. But um, when Mike Leach was on, which I really thought there would be a big crowd for him because he is extremely colorful and yeah. uh, has some great quips and uh, quotes. And then when poor Shane how, Beamer came on. How about his intro, on, Randy? Did you see his intro? <laughs> hey, the Pirates? Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, Greg Sankey saying all this stuff about him, and then he got up to the podium, Leach did, and said, I appreciate that. Any questions? Yeah, yeah. Well, that he was said it. the reason why he didn't have an opening <laughs> statement because he knew that whatever he said in the opening statement, the mm-hmm. writers – but around asking that same exact question again, he'd have to answer it twice. <laughs> and he said, uh, <laughs> he said that uh, he never comes with an agenda or anything like that, or a message that he's trying to get across. He just, he's just there. And most of his questions were somewhat, I don't know, not most of them, but a lot of them were uh, uh, centered around Netflix and what shows to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what you only get with, only get with a guy like Mike Leach. Yeah. From Saturday Down South, asked him that question about Netflix. And he said, doggone it, I should have watched more Netflix before I came down here. I didn't do it. 
And then Tom Murphy gave him a, a title of one to watch. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one to watch. Yeah. Something I think about before Pearl Harbor, if I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah, he was pretty, pretty colorful. Pretty colorful. And, uh, of course, you know, Shane Beamer did the video. Yeah. I, I'm too I'm old to aware. know if that's cool or cringeworthy, I guess. <laughs> I think it's a little bit, well, I think it's more cringeworthy than cool. But um, he, yeah, I uh, think so. that was apparently done this morning. His, uh, mm-hmm. commu- no, not commu- um, what is, creative guy. Yeah, his video using, team. He'll either text him or call him. In this case, he just picked me up, and he was telling me about the project before we came over. And... Um, he said it took, us, it took three takes, and I'm thinking, what I saw, boy, hmm, maybe that <laughs> connects with high school kids, maybe. Yeah. yeah I don't think he Vanderbilt's was trying to reach coach. out to Randy Rainwaters out there. <laughs> How about Vanderbilt's coach? How about this? You know, he said, talked about that they were going to be the best program in the country. We are a relationship-driven, student-athlete-focused program that values the holistic development of our people over all else that's really nice and and if you've got really good players that works but if you don't have really good players you can feel good about each other but you think you're going to have the best program in the country <sighs> we're getting tired just thinking about clark lee <laughs> i call him the sandman i mean he almost put me to sleep up there i watched the whole thing it was just like <sighs> okay well yeah, <laughs> you're talking about Clark Vanderbilt Lee, with two right? wins and Clark Lee, and yeah, uh, you can you can replace your sleeping medication. Well, Shane Beamer got up there and said, I mean, he had a it turned out to be a 14 minute introductory talk opening, mm-hmm. and he said, "Did I come underneath the 17 minute limit?" And I thought, when have they ever said uh, said you have to Limit mm-hmm. your opening to 17 minutes. They probably advised him on a sweet spot. I thought he said seven minutes. I thought he said a seven-minute opening. I'm out of business. Well, he did. He went Clark, 13 then. I feel like Clark Lee went a day. It felt like it. <laughs> well, uh, I hate bagging is, on my uh, old brother out there. I was pulling for him. But, man, let's get some material up there. Well, he's not much of a dresser either, so what that's worth. <laughs> but neither is Beamer for what that's worth. Um, Trey, as I, as I looked at hogsports.com, uh, I see where Danny has updated the big red uh, recruiting board, but then I look at the date, and that tells me that I'm thinking, why do you need to update on the board? But this is for 2024 quarterbacks yeah yeah i think you're a day off he also did uh uh running backs today so he's um yeah he's cranking them out we do usually do those one by one like that and um you know there's there's a couple of guys i think that jump jump out walker white obviously inside the state um i think he's the number 12 ranked quarterback prospect right now four star um good kid i know that family very well 
Um, and, uh, you know, obviously John David White's brother, so there's a long legacy there. His uncle is John Aaron Reese, who was a former Razorback. His father was John Reese, or excuse me, uh, John Aaron's father. His uh, grandfather's John Reese, uh, one of his grandfathers, and uh, he's a former Razorback, obviously, back in the 60s. And um, So there's a there's a strong Razorback connection there. So, But he's got some, some options, I mean, and SEC options too, plenty of them. Uh, so he's going to be highly recruited. So, uh, And then DJ Lagway, I think, is another uh, to keep an eye on. Really, really highly regarded five-star uh, type of prospect out of the state of Texas. Has visited Arkansas before. Uh, so those are the two guys that, that, that intrigue me the most. I mean, there's some, some good-looking prospects on that board, but uh, those are the two that jump out. So what you're telling me, I need to get my computer work, my laptop worked on, my, my iPad, because <clears> I'm just now I'm looking. It. Well, it, it, you had a story that said reasons to like Arkansas in 2022. So then I looked at the timeline. Okay, July 17th at 12.55 p.m. And I'm thinking, that's two days ago. So I guess <laughs> I really am behind times. Yeah, yeah, you got to hit the refresh button. Okay. <laughs> you want to hear about the reasons? <laughs> Would you tell me what is recently going on on uh, hogsports.com? Please do. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, uh, to be honest, I, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, everything that you see with, like, Arkansas uh, being projected um, at six and a half wins. And I'm just, you know, kind of thinking, well, man, because everybody here feels pretty optimistic about Arkansas. If you're, you know, talking to most of the media people that I've talked to, they like where Arkansas sit. Razorback fans are certainly amped up. And then you talk about six and a half wins. Well, I mean, what do we talk? What does that feel like? What's I mean, you get you get such high hopes, and then you fast forward to the end of the season, three months later, and you know the Missouri game. It, it comes down to you know an opportunity at the Birmingham Bowl or to the Liberty. You know, I mean, those are like that doesn't seem too exciting, you know. And but I, we know the the national media is probably spread a little thin and looks at that schedule and you know kind of glances past everything else and sees, wow, that's a brutal schedule. Um, but you know, it just for me, I look at this team. People have heard me say this, you know, a lot. But um, the returnees that they have—that's another thing that people glance at. They see, they look at, it and they say, only three returners on defense. Uh, but when I look at it, I think, you know, where would you most likely want to return guys? Offensive line, quarterback—those are two big ones. When I think of like the leadership on this team, also, that's another thing that I like. Uh, where would you, if you could ask any coach, where would you like to have four leaders? You get four leaders: two on offense, two on defense. What position groups would you like to have those? I think a lot of people would say quarterback. I think everybody probably say that one. Center probably come up too. Ricky Stromberg, good leader for this team. Linebacker, bumper pool, and probably a safety, you know, straight up the middle there. And Jalen Catalan. So that's one of the reasons, uh, another reason I should say, that I, that I really like Arkansas. Um, the guys that they have returning, and, you know, I think it goes farther than, you know, just glancing at it. They have three stars returning on defense. Well, I don't even know if Jalen Catalan counts. Are they counting Jalen Catalan? You know, Isaiah Nichols and Eric Gregory started a combined 14 games in 2020, you know, and then they brought in three 
transfers. So they've got some guys with some starting experience, uh, obviously, and, and at some key positions. And then transfers, I think, is another reason to like Arkansas, but just kind of filling the gaps in here and there with, you know, um, Matt Landers and uh, Jaden Hazelwood at wide receiver and then Jordan Dominic and Terry Hampton and Landon Jackson on the defensive line, Drew Sanders at linebacker, Dwight McLaughlin at, at cornerback. I think all of those guys are going to make a major impact. Um, and just kind of fill in some of the spots where where they lost some key players. And, you know, the other reasons I would say are size, speed. That's something that jumped out to me right off the bat this spring. Man, Arkansas looks pretty big, looks looks a lot bigger than I remember them. And then you know that they've got some speed. I mean, when you look at Malik Cornsby, Bryce Stevens, A.J. Green, Isaiah Satania coming in, Rocket Sanders, you know, K.J. Jefferson at quarterback. I think they've got overall some good speed at wide receiver, too. I think they maybe got a little more speed on the edge. I'm not saying they're going to get a lot of sacks because of the front that they use, but, um, you know, I, I just think that they've got – I think that they've got some, some good speed on the team. And, um, you know, I, I would say another reason probably accountability with this program. Uh, I, I will say this is something I like. This is This is kind of – I, I, I hear this stuff every offseason, throughout the season and stuff, especially uh, when Chad Morris was at Arkansas. The offense doesn't like the defense. These coaches don't like those coaches. The old guys hmm. don't like the young guys. You know, um, so-and-so, this guy, this head coach is a phony. You know, those kinds of things like that. I don't hear any of that stuff. Um, and I think that's that's another reason to like this team. I think that there's a, there's a very genuine – Love and you know you're gonna have guys that don't get along and stuff behind the scenes, but I just man I just don't hear that kind of stuff leaking out there. So either they're good at clamping it down, or they don't have a whole lot of adversity in the locker room. Um, and I think that speaks to the team feeling. And this may be more about the future, but recruiting too. And it's not just recruiting for the future, but how they recruit. Um, I don't hear of anything like uh, bad visit weekends from recruits or. Uh, you know, something that was really awkward that happened. You know, none of that stuff has popped up. Um, matching a recruit with the wrong host, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, I don't hear a whole lot about that kind of stuff. So all of those kind of things, what you hear and what you don't hear um, and what you see, of course, I think those are a lot of reasons to like Arkansas and like them beyond six and a half wins. Trey, you said something a second ago. If If you can put this in – perspective if possible you said arkansas has good speed how's that now comparing to other sec schools especially the elite schools and i say elite i'm Mm -hmm. talking the alabamas the georges maybe didn't quite match up or lsu but i mean that has been such a huge gap for so long Uh, how do you feel like arkansas speed now begins to compare with the rest of the sec so wire to wire you know, every guy on the team, you know, kind of deal. I don't think that they're going to be, you know, Alabama speed or Georgia speed or, you know, especially Georgia defense speed. Uh, but I, I do think that they're going to be a faster team than most of the teams that they play. Uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, just a couple of guys like Rocket Sanders, Bryce Stevens. Those guys are, you know, former state champions in the 100-meter dash, you know. Um, or not Rocket Sanders, A.J. Green. Uh, but Rocket Sanders, you know, is, is a big, strong, fast back at 220-plus pounds. And, you know, I think that they've added some speed off the edge with, you know, Landon Jackson even at 275. But certainly Jordan Dominic, I think, is going to bring 
bring some pass rush ability. And Drew Sanders is another really good athlete. I mean, Drew Sanders was the number 11th ranked prospect in the country. Some had him number one in Texas, number one prospect in Texas. Uh, you don't get that distinction. I don't care what position you're playing if you're not fast. Um, you know, some of the other guys that they brought in, you know, like McLeathern and, um, you know, Malik Hornsby. I would like – guys, would you take Malik Hornsby in a foot race against just about anybody in the SEC? Sure. It would be yeah. hard for me not to take him. I mean, I know yeah. that there's some burners out there, but, man, this kid is super fast. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I think that overall Arkansas has caught up from a size standpoint – um, and absolutely, I think, from a, seat, a speed standpoint. And that's something that, you know, I think when Chad Morris first got to Arkansas, I think that was probably their number one concern was speed. And, um, you know, he addressed it, and, and Pittman has absolutely addressed it. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy okay. of Hogsports.com. Being brought to you by Asher, a record service company.